Today on the Mint Door Podcast, we are welcoming Caitlin Parsons. Caitlin is a registered dental hygienist of 12 years. She's also a certified yoga therapist and an ergonomic coach for dental professionals. Caitlin helps dental professionals prevent, reduce, and overcome workplace pain. She helps them manage stress and optimize their health so they can thrive both in and out of the office. Now, Caitlin is passionate about helping the dental community optimize their health to provide better patient care and become better clinicians. Through her in-person and online programs, she also has a podcast, The Aligned Hygienist. We're so excited to talk all things wellness with Caitlin. So without further ado, let's start the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mint Door Podcast. I'm Dr. Laura Schwint. And I am Dr. Karen Tindall. And we are honored and so excited to welcome our guest today, Caitlin Parsons, as a hygienist, a certified yoga therapist, and an ergonomics coach. So she is going to bring us a wealth of information that is perfect timing to enter into the new year with some um, good well-being tips. So thank you so much, Caitlin, for being here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So we like to start our podcast with a fun um, way as a warm-up before our, we get into our real good conversations. And this is like a rapid fire round, but we've just got a few things that we're going to ask you, and we just want you to make a decision on the spot of which one of these two, this or that, basically. So do you hair dry or air dry your hair? Air dry. Mm -hmm. It would take me way too long. Yeah. (laughs) Do you prefer heels or tennis shoes? Tennis shoes. Mm -hmm. Would you prefer to wear yoga pants or jeans? We know that answer. It's (laughs) yoga pants, but I do like to wear jeans, but regularly yoga pants. Mm -hmm. Nice. Are you an early bird or a a night owl? Early bird. Do you prefer mountains or ocean? Okay, this is the hardest question. (laughs) I live by the ocean, so I guess I say ocean, but when I'm at the ocean, I crave the mountains. I love both, but Mm -hmm. I think the ocean for me is is a really healing place, so ocean. Nice. Love it. Um, Breakfast or no breakfast? Breakfast. Mm -hmm. Do you like to eat in or eat out? Oh, both. I I think eat out just feels more fun. Mm. I'll go with that. Awesome. Cool. So go to the theater or Netflix at home? Netflix and chill. Mm. <laughs> Do you like reading a book in its paper form or would you be on a Kindle? Book, mm. even though I have a Kindle. <laughs> All right. Cat or dog? Dog. Mm. And if you were going to order on your meal out, would you be ordering a burger or a salad? Oh, it depends on the day. I think we're going, uh, if I'm ordering out, it might be a burger. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And on the weekend, do you prefer Saturdays or Sundays? Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Some of those, like when we look at the answers, and I'm thinking as you're answering it now, what would be cool one day is to put all these answers together. Mm-hmm. see where everybody lines up because there are some that pretty much everybody always answers uh-huh. yeah. you know, I'm going to put this out there now as a bold statement mint door guests and I'm guessing mint door listeners prefer yoga pants over jeans mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. good to know I'm in my my community of people yeah. there you go <laughs> <laughs> awesome. well when we're used to wearing scrubs it's kind of hard to put on jeans like oh mm-hmm. that feels weird <laughs> I know I put jeans on this morning and I'm like, wow, I'm like all dressed up. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it's just jeans. The jeans thing for me, like if you'd have asked me five years ago, I just, I wore jeans all the time. And then I think it was the pandemic that changed me into yoga pants because five years ago, if somebody said, what are you going to be wearing when you're 70? I'd be like, I'm still wearing my jeans. (laughs) now I will only put my jeans on if I go out (laughs) I feel like you're probably not the only one that's in that camp especially from the pandemic yeah I've had multiple people say that now all I wear is yoga pants I'd even wear them to the grocery store I'm like oh I've been I've been doing that for a while yeah it is so I mean it's it's something to do with comfort isn't it of how comfortable we are and if we bring it back now to kind of what you do and why you're here like you help dental professionals who aren't in aren't experiencing comfort who have discomfort so could you explain to us some of the most common uh pain things that people suffer from or work-related injuries that you see what you do yeah I'd say in general for dental professionals there's a few main ones for dental hygienists number one is carpal tunnel hand and wrist Mm. um neck and shoulder is a large one and low back pain um, and a lot of it, a lot of it is how the work that we are doing and how we are doing the work that we are doing and what we are using to do the work that we are doing. But a lot of it also is just how we're taking care of ourselves outside of being a dental hygienist or outside of ergonomics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good um, point because, uh, you know, there's more hours to the day than just when you're at work. And so there's time to focus on that. So what, how do you feel that you can become a better leader and Mm. your role at work by implementing regular self-care, well-being, um, holistically in all of your life? Yeah, that's such a good question. And something that I feel like I'm just continuously refining I would say, because I've been doing yoga for a really long time, and it started with very just like physical practice, healing a lot of the pain that I had, and then went a lot deeper into like stress and understanding myself and that deeper inner work. And I feel like to become a better leader, there's a few things that I get to continue to work on and refine. One of them is creating strong, continuing to create strong boundaries. And that for me is around my work schedule or what energy or things I'm allowing in and getting distracted by, Um, but also boundaries with, you know, with clients that I'm working with and my time or, um, yeah, so many different things, boundaries. Um, and I feel like just the more that I am present, the more that I am taking care of myself, the more I'm slowing down, I'm in my body, I'm present, I'm able to set those boundaries a lot more clearly than when we're just go, 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 go. It's like a lot harder to 
find even clarity that like, oh, something happened. And how do I find clear communication to actually share this with myself, but then with whoever the other person is. So I'd say boundaries is a big one. And um, I think the other thing is just, which I do regularly, but staying connected to like the bigger mission, because as an entrepreneur, things get challenging. There are many ups and downs. We go through different seasons um, in our own personal lives, but then just as a business owner. And um, yeah, I think it's, um, I think I feel like there's so many things that I could say here, but boundaries is a big one. Um, Taking care, just, yeah. Do you have an example of of when you implemented a boundary in that way? Mm. I uh, I do actually. I was working with a I have a few private clients that I work with and one of them recently had to reschedule like short notice reschedule. They never reschedule or like they never last minute cancel so I might just honor it whatever. And then they tried to book I gave them like a time of when I'm available um that week and made time for them and then they were like nope how about uh, can you do just this time? This would be like ideal for me. And it was in the, I forget what it was in the middle of, but something that I really wanted to work on and get done. And I just said, I just said, no, I like, sorry, I can make this time available. And this time again, like, yeah. So that was a, a big one that I had to kind of sit with and like, what, Yes, I could make her happy and she's a client of mine. And of course I want to do that. And also, am I going to be mad at myself when it happens? And I I regret not doing what I said I was going to do. So holding those boundaries for myself, I feel like it's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting point because you know what you said when you're running, going, going, and not in touch with yourself, it's easy to um, release those boundaries. Mm-hmm. But when you feel good and you, you know, and you're taking care of yourself, you feel more confident, you feel more in touch with yourself. You remember those boundaries and you remember how they make you feel mm-hmm. and you want to continue feeling good. So therefore you continue to use the boundary. So I love how you made that correlation that it's easier to uphold your boundaries when you're taking good care of yourself and mm-hmm. they kind of go hand in hand and it's kind of a snowball effect. For sure. And as you're sharing that, I actually thought of when I used to work as a dental hygienist in my last office for eight years. And at the beginning, I wasn't taking care of myself. I was still working on managing my pain and just stress and all of that. And I would get really overwhelmed. Like they would ask me, I mean, like a lot of offices would ask, can you, can you stay late or can you take this patient late? And when I'm busy, when I'm stressed, when I'm in pain, I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Just like make them happy. Let's like, it'll only be a half hour or whatever it is. And I would just constantly resent it later, regret saying yes. And it would be this cycle. And then when I started to take care of myself and feel better, and um, even just like a morning routine of simple stretching and breathing before I go into work, it was a completely different experience. And I started to really just say like, yes, I'll help when I can. And no, I'm sorry. I have something going on. I can't do that. And it actually worked really well as like the later in my career, like a few years before I quit my office because my doctor and I were able from, from that point, I started to recognize like, oh, when I'm more clear, when I set boundaries in a really respectful 
compassionate, gentle way, they actually are appreciative of my boundary that I set. They might not be happy in the moment that I can't stay, but they do appreciate that. And it kind of ended up like that's kind of how I actually gave my notice at my office and felt really confident to do that because I was had been taking care of myself, had this really good dialogue and communication with my doctor. And I had just had this feeling in my body for like four days straight that was like, it's time, it's time, it's time. And I woke up one morning, my doctor texted me, asked me if I wanted to like meet up for a business chat outside of the dental office. And I was just like, you know, I feel good in my body. I feel ready to do this. And I've been preparing for this moment. And I went in, it was the most really beautiful conversation that we could have had and kind of finishing piece because he was just so appreciative of my honesty and how I came forward. And I just knew I was so like in my truth. And no matter how scary and all the things that were happening in my mind, I just knew. And that only came from setting boundaries, taking care of myself, making mistakes and figuring it out later and taking that information and using it in the future. Mm -hmm. Good for you. That was a long-winded. No, that that is a great story. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah, I think so many people can relate to that. Yeah, and we we I see it all the time in in dental offices because it can be hard to stand up for her, ourselves and to know when to stand up for ourselves and even like to know when like how to let your emotions process to be able to communicate effectively. And that's something that I mm-hmm. learned the hard way, mm-hmm. but I'm learning it. Yeah. Yeah. So you shared earlier on about because we're talking about like how feeling good helped you uphold mm-hmm. the boundaries, and you mentioned about yoga. Tell us a little bit more about why yoga is like therapy to you. Yeah. So for those that don't know my journey, I became a dental hygienist really early. I was 22 when I 21 when I graduated, 22 when I got my license, and just started working like a crazy person five, six days a week. On top of, I kept a job that I was like a job that I had during college and high school working at Panera. Some reason kept that. But anyway, I ended up working like crazy, not taking care of myself because I was 22 years old. Um, All of the things. I was also in a really bad car accident when I was 16. So I hit a tree and flipped my car during winter. And I didn't have any major things going on, but my body without knowing for years was set in improper alignment for years. Mm -hmm. So when I started practicing hygiene, I started getting pain. I was in pain within a year of practicing hygiene, neck and shoulder pain. I had low back pain. Um, And it got to the point, it just kept getting worse. I tried to ignore it. I tried to do little things to change it, but I wasn't doing much. And I hit rock bottom, was looking into disability, like, how am I going to do this career long term, everything. And finally stumbled into some yoga class that ended up being a hot yoga class, which is the opposite of what I teach now. But I started going a few days and started to notice like, okay, feel like a little bit better. So there, there has to be something here. And I went a couple more times. I'm like, okay, if this general yoga class can help me feel a little bit better, there has to be I kept thinking there has to be something out there specific for dental professionals, or there has to be something therapeutic. So that kind of sparked my search. Um, A year later, I started my first teacher training, moved to Vermont to start a yoga teacher training. And then right after that, moved to San Diego to become a yoga therapist. And it was really new back then. It's a new field, uh, therapeutic yoga, yoga therapy. And for some, I have no idea like how it came to me to find it, to research it. Cause I was like 
a Boston go, go, go girl played sports. Like that wasn't me at all. Um, but I did. And I just had this feeling like I'm, I'm meant to heal myself so I can help other people feel better. Um, and so that's been my journey. And I, I discovered in my yoga therapy training, just so first of all, there's so many different styles of yoga and not everybody is going to respond the same, of course, but there are practices or parts of yoga, which is way more than, as as we all know, I think it's way more than just the physical yoga practice, way more than exercise, way more than just poses. Um, and when we incorporate all of them in a specific way for a specific audience or issue or dis-ease, um, there, there are therapeutic benefits. So for dental professionals, we know that first of all, we are, most of us are sitting for most of the day. Sitting is not ideal for our bodies, our, just our physical body. It tightens certain muscles and creates an imbalance in the body. So just from that standpoint, just sitting in general, we need to find ways to be stretching these muscles, um, bringing circulation into and blood flow into that area and to be strengthening in order to maintain that. And in order to, to maintain balance in the body. Mm -hmm. And so we can use a yoga practice just to target those specific areas, certain areas we are strengthening, certain areas we are stretching. And when we, I think a lot of things, one big thing that gets missed in mainstream yoga these days is the breath and how we utilize the breath. And that's something that's really, really important to me, especially during a yoga practice, because it's one thing to be stretching and to be, you know, doing these different movements. But when we actually, when we can utilize our breath, there's multiple things that can happen. And one of the most important things is that we can actually use it to uh, create a shift in our nervous system. So we can go from a place of stress and overwhelm. And just by the way that we are breathing, we can start to create a shift in our nervous system. So it, if you think about just someone that's sitting there stretching, they're, they're stressed, they're worrying about stuff, but their hands are behind their back and they're stretching. And then you think about the person next to them that um, maybe they're doing literally the same stretch, but they're they're pausing, they're present, they're deepening the breath, which creates also an effect on musculature in the body and our postural muscles. Um, but just that helps to that shift if we are present enough and we allow it enough um, and we're, we're doing certain things, we can create a shift into the parasympathetic nervous system that actually helps to just release tension in the muscles. So I could literally talk about this for hours, clearly. Um, but there's a lot that we can do just in rebalancing the body, even if we think about for those of us that might be right-hand dominant or that might uh, not always have proper ergonomics. And maybe we have with this um, lateral neck flexion or a head tilt, or we have this twisting thing because we're sitting at eight o'clock or who knows what imbalances in the body. If we're having an arm out to the side for even five hours a day, but eight hours a day for most of us, if we have that regularly over and over, that is bringing an imbalance to the body. Certain muscles are working harder. Certain muscles are underworking. And what happens when there's overworking and <coughs> underworking muscles is they, they become weak. So when we start to understand this, we can work on, okay, if I'm twisting all day, every day, first of all, let's find out how we can not do that. But, but how can we use different stretches and movement practices like yoga to actually bring balance? So we're not going to walk around twisted to the side, but we're going to spend more time twisting the other way to open us up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you know, it's so interesting you talking about the breath and, um, you know, the, the focus on the breath. And I, I'd be willing to bet there's a lot of practitioners, me included, when I was practicing, that hold their breath most mm-hmm. of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just think about um, how that, you know, throws you into even more stress than what you already are dealing with. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, our listeners, they're probably thinking, okay, give me just a few things. What can I do? So in and out of the op, what are some things I can yeah. do to feel better as a dental professional? Can you give us just a, a few oh, things that people so can So many. Um one is just breathing, like we talked about, um, especially important during those like heightened times, uh, the times where we're waiting for the exam and we have our next patient left and this patient is upset or like those really stressful situations, taking time to to just breathe and slow down. Again, that's at least tricking, at least bringing the body into a state of relaxation, the mind can follow body leads, mind follows my one of my teachers says. Um, So that's just one way just breathing. But there's so many simple stretches we can do anytime throughout the day. I mean, even just bringing one ear towards one shoulder while you're a patient's talking to you or while they're texting or while you're waiting for a patient, you can stand up and put your like interlace your hands behind your back and just take a big stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, Even using, you can like literally use everything in the operatory. I use my desk and put my hands down and like walk my hips and legs back. So it's kind of like a downward Mm -hmm. dog kind of thing using a, um, you can use a wall, you can use the, um, a desk bringing in just stretches throughout the day helps to first release some tension in the muscles, but brings us back into our body and being present. And that is as a dental professional, as a healthcare professional, as a human, that is one of the most powerful things we can do. Mm-hmm. And even just going back to the breath, like if we think about if we're stressed as a practitioner and we're holding our breath or we have this really rigid breathing pattern, and maybe part of it is because our patient's stressed or our patient is anxious. Well, we just like we feel their stuff, they feel ours. So if we are in this stressed out state, even though we're keeping this pretend shield over our face or maybe literal shields, they can they, they can still feel that. So one of the most powerful things that I started to play with is if I have a stressful or anxious patient or something is stressful that's happening, how can I regulate my own self and feel safe and um, okay in my own body? And does that create a shift either for the patient or just in my experience of the patient mm-hmm. or the, the situation. Mm. That's and it's not always easy to do. I actually had to like set reminders for myself mm-hmm. for certain things. So mm-hmm. if you're out there and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to remember that. Know that a, that's you're you're a human that's normal, but the more that you can start to pay attention, the better. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great advice. <clears throat> I think even, um, practicing some of these with your patient would be, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool too. Like, I did that with some of like the more anxious, but um, the ones that communicated, they were anxious. Mm-hmm. I, I would do different breathing exercises with people or um, I created a couple of like, this was honestly years ago, but I created a couple of just breathing meditations for that patients can listen to while they're in the chair, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice. It's Oftentimes, our patients are really stressed. They're overwhelmed. Half the time, it has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but how we are and how we shows up, show up for them uh, plays a big 
plays a big role. Mm -hmm. And when we're more present throughout the day and we're just a little more calm just by taking deep breaths, we don't have that as big of a hit at the end of the day where we feel that like overwhelming draining because we were constantly checking in or regularly checking in and kind of letting some stuff go, recentering. The more you do that, those little bits, the easier it becomes, the less time consuming it is to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a really compound cool. effect. That's yeah. awesome. Love it. So we have, it's going to shift gears a little bit and mm-hmm. we have some fun uh, mint door questions for you now. Okay. Um, when Laura and I were founding, if we're, you know, that's what we did, the mint door, we really carefully thought about what the color of the door. Mm-hmm. We knew we wanted a door. We just had to think of the color. So what color would you paint your door and why? My door is definitely, well, this wouldn't be my actual door, but my door is purple. That is like somehow just the the colors that have come through. A lot of it was just like this heart opening experience, but that's kind of my branding colors. It's funny, I I actually did like a branding photo shoot a year or so ago and and she's like, okay, now where are your brand colors? And I was like, well, apparently I literally, I have no brand colors. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I love like a dark purple. I actually got a crown seating saddle stool and got a dark purple. Nice. So that's my version of the mint tour. <laughs> I love it. I love purple too. And mm. purple goes nicely with mint. So. Yes, I think it works well. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. The next question is uh, a little deeper. Um, Looking back at your life, what is something that happened that you didn't expect? And what did you learn from it? Mm. Ooh, there's so many, (laughs) so many, uh, so many things that I could talk about. I think what comes up, this is actually a, a bit personal, but I, I don't mind sharing. I recently, two years ago, went through a ending of a relationship. We were together for nine years, for all those nine years and beyond. I thought he was my person. We were going to get married. We were going to live this happily ever after. And I woke up one morning and had done all this like personal inner work for a couple of years and fixing all my stuff and kind of kept my relationship outside of that. And I woke up one morning and there was just this, like the day that I quit my dental office, I had this same feeling, but it was like a a brick in my stomach. And it was like, you're not happy. This, like, this isn't working. And it was kind of like a wake up call. And it was the rudest awakening call from my own self that I ever received. Um, and I did not expect it, but I just used that as information to like get more clear on, you know, what I want or all of that. But that, I think I'll say the lesson for me was really, because I, I I felt it in my body for a really long time. And I had this like big, like slap in the face thing when I was finally like, okay, well, listen, um, I, I think the lesson for, for me all the time is listening to myself and trusting my own, um, my own inner guidance. Mm-hmm. And I spent years ignoring it, people pleasing, doing what I think I should do and what I think my life should look like. And um, I, I was like outwardly happy, but not deep inner happy. And the moment I chose that after some healing, I had this sense of like freedom that I can never describe ever. And 
it was hard. It was really challenging, all, all the things, but listening to my body was like the biggest lesson. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. I, that, that's such a great lesson to share with others. Thank you for sharing that challenging time with us. And um, I'm, I'm glad you came through it and you're good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know. I don't usually share too many intimate things, but I like to because a lot of people sometimes resonate with bits and pieces. And if I can, if my experience can be a, a support for anyone, I, well, I will be open for that and vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, that's just so important for us in the human experience mm-hmm. because we all have our stuff. And um, the more we talk about it and realize that that's just part of the experience, yeah. the more we can learn from each other, lift each other up when we need to grab somebody else's hand that's ahead of us when we need to, you know, yeah. and, and that's what makes life beautiful. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just yeah. that story that you did, you found the joy. Um, and I think as high achievers and busy people that we're continuing on a treadmill of life, it's just busy. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, not listening. Mm -hmm. what's going on and we can forget so easily what are the small pieces that do bring us joy in our life so we're curious what would be one thing small little thing that brings you joy you know I would have never thought that this would be my thing but it keeps coming up for me so I recently moved and my friend roommate has a pour over coffee thing that she uses. So my new joy is waking up in the morning, drinking my water, and then having a delicious cup of pour over coffee. There's something about like the ritual and just like the morning quiet that is bringing me joy. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I love how the little things can really just enhance so much if we let them yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah Yeah. so awesome well you are on a mission to help dental professionals Mm -hmm. and um i'd love to know uh and so would our listeners how they can get a hold of you what kind of things you do for dental um professionals Can you just kind of go through all that for us a little bit? Yeah, I would love to. So you can find me. I am the Aligned Hygienist. So alignedhygienist.com on Instagram at the Aligned Hygienist. And I have a few different ways people can work with me. I have a monthly yoga membership program, really affordable therapeutic yoga designed for busy dental professionals. I have a 12-week yoga and ergonomics group coaching program for dental hygienists that actually is starting again in February. It's been so fun. Um, And then I do private yoga therapy sessions and team ergonomic and yoga programs is like kind of what I'm stepping into in 2023. Oh, fantastic. Well, that sounds like a great uh, menu of items to, uh, I'm interested in all of them. I think they all. (laughs) So we'll make sure and include all of the links um, to find you in the show notes below. So uh, please, if you're interested in having Caitlin help you uh, check those out. Yeah. Thank you and so even just much. reach out if you have questions. Sorry to cut you off. If you yeah. ever have questions, I, I love just connecting with dental professionals or anyone. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you're a joy to talk to. We've connected a few times. And so, yeah, anyone that wants to connect with Caitlin, um, you'll come away from the conversation feeling lighter and happier and more joyful. So I encourage you to reach out to her. So thank you so much for spending some time um, talking about these important topics that um, a lot of times we put on the back burner. So I'm glad you're bringing them to our attention today. And <laughs> a dog wolf. He's happy, he's happy too. He's happy. I see he's you're happy. a dog person too. Yes. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for letting me be here. And uh, thanks for everyone listening. And thank you for what you guys are doing with the mentor. Awesome. It is needed. Yay. Yay. Well, we we hope that our listeners, that you all found some encouragement from this Mm. episode of The Mint Door. Know that we truly adore all of you as our listeners, and we hope to see you on the next episode coming up soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.